Hey, hey, hey. What's up, fam? Tawana's in the building for Tuesdays with Tawana. Yeah, y'all know how we do this. I'm so excited, so grateful. This is my writing break to spend some time with community. Angela is in the building. Woohoo! How you doing, beloved? So good to see you. So good to see you. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. So grateful to be in the building. Let me just set things up here. So it is broadcasting where it needs to broadcast. And we're going to get to chopping it up. For sure. Hey, Mother Carolyn, long time no see. (laughs) Yeah, I just got off the phone with Mother Carolyn. Hey, Mama Lovey. What's up? Good to see you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good to see y'all in the place. Um, So grateful. So grateful that you take the time out to join me on Tuesdays. I definitely don't take that for, for granted. I am very grateful. Very, very grateful. So on today, how you doing? How's your, your space? How's What's up, Javon in the building? The Reverend, how you doing? <laughs> Good to see you. Thank you for the purple hearts. Um, yeah, so what's good? Making sure everyone is good. Mind, body, and soul. We've been going through a lot over the last few weeks, whether it's loss from loved ones, still dealing with the coronavirus, grappling with this vaccine, Where is it going to be available? Who is it going to be available for? Should we take the Pfizer vaccine? Should we take the other vaccine? What is going to happen on tomorrow on the day of the inauguration? So we're staying in prayer for peace and covering and protection and that uh, goodness and peace and protection will prevail. (laughs) Ronald is in the building. What is going on, fam? My former colleague in the corporate world was good. Um, So yeah, just checking in mind, body, and spirit. We should always check in with ourselves. Our body tells us a lot. You know, when we get a headache, it's not just because your head feels like aching, right? It, It could be because you need water. It could be stress. It could be some sort of reaction to something or too much salt. Um, So we pay attention to our bodies. So it's good when we start these moments and this gathering um, that we check in with ourselves. Something simple, you know, by taking a deep breath and just exhaling and just feeling how your body is feeling when you take that deep breath. Just imagine that breath just going from the top of your head to the soles of your feet and then just releasing, releasing. Um, I watched uh, the episode of This Is Us last uh, Tuesday, and um, no spoilers, no spoilers, but there was an exercise where just to scream and you're able to let it out, to let out what's going on in your world, just no answers, no solutions, just... 
a scream, <laughs> a deep breath, and then a scream to let it out because sometimes <laughs> whew, we just don't have the words. We just don't know how to deal, how to grapple with all this stuff that, that's going on, right? There, there, there's just no answers outside of white supremacy and evil that uh, uh, attack those at the Capitol. Uh, there, 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 there's just no, there's no sense making of, of, of the, the police brutality or, or police who, who are supposed to serve and protect are, are standing down because of one tyrant. There is just no sense when people are disproportionately diagnosed, women are di and men are di disproportionately, black women and black men are disproportionately diagnosed with breast cancer and dying disproportionately when our diagnosis actually is decreasing, but we're still dying at higher rates. It just makes no sense that people who are dying from COVID are those who are dying in our communities. It makes no sense when we're supposed to be an America home of the free, land of the brave with an inalienable rights to live, right? But Langston Hughes says we're living in a country, in America that has yet to be, yet to become. So we have these conversations, we come together and build community so that we have an outlet, we have a place to go. We have someone to say, oh shit, I was feeling that too. Oh, I was thinking that too and I didn't know where to go and who to talk to and how do I advocate for myself and how do I speak up without then getting or receiving some ill responses from, from speaking up and speaking out for myself or for somebody else. And we see it just doesn't make sense that there are so many uh, uh, justice leaders out here who are being killed because they are speaking up. So what happens to those who are surviving? There are times when it's like, maybe I should take a step back. Maybe I, I shouldn't say anything. What's up, my pink sister, Jackie? Good to see you, honey. I can't believe I'm so close to you and can't see you. I can't wait for this pandemic to level out or do whatever it is that it's that it's going to do. Um, but it doesn't make sense. So how do we make it make sense? And who do we go to, to be our community? To I was talking with my, my cousin the other day and, and we were both just talking out of frustration saying, you know, there, there are we, we really need to come together as a community because we have so much power in the black diaspora. Um, and when you add the BIPOC community, black, indigenous, people of color, the power we have is insurmountable. It's amazing. It's, it's just, it's in almost inconceivable the amount of power that we have. What's up my niece, hi Tammy. Glad you could join us on today. The power that we have, but we lose that power when there is no connection, right? Something as simple as plugging in a, a lamp to receive the power to light up, right? 
You got to plug in, but you got to trust that that outlet is grounded. You got to trust that there's no short in the wire that's going to cause you harm, right? So I kind of like, and it's a simple analogy that just came to my mind, but it's, 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 it's similar to uh, the relationships that we have with our Black beloveds. That, that lack of trust stops us from building community. That lack of trust then causes, causes me to second guess when I do step to you and I come to you. And even if we can come together and, and agree to disagree, or if we agree and we need to you know, move forward and on, onward to fight the good fight, there has to be a level of trust that you got my back and I got your back. It's gotta be. So I was thinking back to when I was diagnosed. I know I usually um, parallel my my life experiences because I can only preach, speak about what I know and what I I personally experience, right? Um, or if I'm telling somebody else's story, I'll share their story without saying their name if I haven't received permission to repeat their story, right? So. I often parallel my diagnosis with what's going on in the world. And I remember when I was diagnosed with uh, metastatic breast cancer in November of 2016, that uh, it, it, I was diagnosed with a very, a very aggressive form. Now we hear a lot of sh- street language, if you will, around stages and and what that looks like. And with breast cancer, there's not only stages, but there's grades. And that grade, the higher the grade, the more aggressive it is. So I, although at the time, because of the size of my tumor, I was at stage two B, my grade was three which meant that it was very aggressive, right? So I'd liken that to what's going on in our our communities. Although, you know, we may think that uh, we're small in number, our votes don't count, our, our voices don't count, our beings, you know, we're mass incarceration, we're living in, some of us are living in impoverished communities, so on and so forth, but it's the grave, the impact, that we have on our communities. It's the impact that the cancer negatively, adversely, negatively affects my body. It adversely affects my body, but we could turn that thing around because small in numbers definitely does not mean weak. Small in numbers does not mean that it is not powerful. Hence, the grade three cancer that attacked my body um, so quickly. And when I had uh, two and three recurrences. And, you know, I had to go on a clinical trial, which we'll talk about in a minute, to, to save my life. I had to make some tough decisions about saving my life. We have to make some tough decisions about when we're living in community, what community is going to look like for us, how our communities are going to come together, whether we are on the higher economic scale or the lower economic scale. Are we on the lighter skin of our hue or the darker skin? Are we of a small frame or a larger frame? Do we speak with a certain lingo or do we speak with at a language that we, we grew up around? You know, if I say yo or you know, what's up, my people, I'm in the building. Some people may not understand that because this is how we rock. This is what we do. 
this is how we get comfortable in community. I experienced more community growing up in Wagner Projects in Harlem than I did anywhere else. What's up, Tam? Good to see you. Long time no see. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I learned from my community in Wagner where we had this diverse group of people living in Wagner Projects, which was a whole village in and of itself. And that's where I learned about community. So then we come back and, and we think about the decisions that we have to make in order to foster community. So those um, attributes that include trust, that attribute that includes communication. Many of us may not speak up or speak out due to fear, due to anxiety, due to self-doubt, or not believing that my word is good enough or my word is strong enough. You know, um, the other attributes of, of community is unconditional positive regard, that love, that regardless, same as grace. It's, it's unmerited. It's unearned. It just happens because you are a human being. You are my Black beloved. Hey, Julie, always good to see you. Thank you for rocking with us today. Um, so it, 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 with those, those differences, how do we then bring them together to foster community? How do we get to know each other? How do we want to have this curiosity that is totally antithetical to what back in when we were enslaved, they separated us for a reason because we were powerful. They took away our language because our language was powerful. Our language was tied into our culture, was tied into our strength, was tied into our DNA, was tied into our co-creativity, was tied into our power. So they, they, they then they raped us and dismembered us because our bodies were beautiful and divine and different. Um, um, they took all of that away and yet we are still standing and we are still here and we have got to be able to move beyond and move past what somebody else is trying to do and how they're trying to define us to build communities, to be on the margins building communities. So then the margins disappear and coming together and taking that risk. I took a risk when I decided to take an immunotherapy that was a clinical trial, which is now FDA approved, if that means anything to anybody, but it's now FDA approved. You see it on commercials. Before Keytruda was um, advertised as um, uh, uh, an immunotherapy for lung cancer. And then somebody in their infinite wisdom saw that it was good for other cancers, so including breast cancer. So I was on the immunotherapy for about a year and then I had to stop taking it because it began to have adverse, um, um, adverse is issues, causing adverse issues in, in my body. Um, my kidneys, my liver, my thyroid. So we had to take, um, we, I made a decision, let me not say we, I made a decision with my family to come off of the immunotherapy, which was really scary. So a few things were scary and why I'm telling this story for such a time as this. One, it was scary to be put on a clinical trial or to, to volunteer, let me change my language, to volunteer to be on a clinical trial. And, 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 
one of the main reasons is because we do realize that in our history, in the Black diaspora, we have been placed on clinical trials without our permission and have been killed um, or any type of, um, you know, newfound medication or cure or whatever. It was tried on us first, you know, hence like the Tuskegee um, experiment, hence it was called the damn experience, experience, experiment. Um, so one, just being concerned about being on a clinical trial because of who I am as a black woman Two, being concerned because of the unknown. It was a clinical trial. Like if it worked great, then it'll save lives of hundreds and thousands of people. And if it didn't work, that's my life that was at stake. I may not have made it through. Thank you, Mother, for typing in building communities. The margins disappear. Hey, Bobby. Good to see you, beloved. Yes, Angela. Um, hearing the more that more and more with the COVID vaccine. Yes, we're going. You that you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going. So, you know, with the uh, immunotherapy, had to come off of it, had to take a risk to come off of it. I had to take a risk getting on it. I had to take a risk staying on it. And I had to take a risk coming off of it, right? Because it was just unknown. That's what a clinical trial is. And now here we are in the midst of COVID, in the midst of a pandemic that could have been under control a long time ago if we had proper, sane leadership. So we have really been dealing with COVID since 2019 because that's when it started. Um, and and it, start, it started coming into the United States. I remember first hearing about it maybe around October, November of 2019. And then it took us another three, four, five months before we finally realized that we had to shut down, right? So now we shut down, people have lost their jobs, lost their businesses, lost their lives. Um, there is PTSD when it comes to the coronavirus. Can I pause right here for a moment? PTSD, I was talking with a beloved friend on yesterday um, who is just near and dear to my heart, um, who is a COVID survivor, and he had to go to therapy. And he didn't realize that PTSD wasn't just for those who were at war, that PTSD is for any traumatic event. And I know my sister Tam can speak to this because she speaks to trauma, trauma informed. She is trauma informed and she is a, a, a proponent for healing those those traumas. Um, Tam said, I am having um, connection issues. Oh, OK. Gotcha, baby. Um, so uh, Tam can talk about trauma and healing from these layers of trauma. So there is some trauma that comes along with COVID. Like I am immune compromised and there are times when I have to go to the store. It's just not that easy to say groceries can be delivered, right? Um, there's some things that I, I can't get from Whole Foods. There are some things that I can't get from the local super from Target that can be delivered. So Mother Carolyn said there is PTSD when it comes to, yeah, coronavirus and, and any event in, in our lives. That's right. 
That's right. Thank you again for typing that because when people come back to the video, I do want them to see that. So Mother Carolyn, your Jill Fricker is in the building. My God, sending you so much love, my beloved. You don't know how it warms my heart to see you on this broadcast right now. So when we talk about the ills of the coronavirus, we are not only talking about those who have had it, those who have survived it, those who didn't survive it, we honor those and hold space for those, but those who survived it, but not only survived it, now have to deal with the PTSD. Now have to deal with every time I cough, am I okay? <laughs> you know, or I have this feeling or whatever, whatever is triggering. I don't, I don't want to name your triggers and I have not been diagnosed with, with COVID. So I don't know what those triggers necessarily are, but I know that there are triggers talking to my friend on yesterday and, and he has to go to therapy. So now we're talking about this vaccine. So there are two vaccines. Um, hey, beloved Darlene, smoky girl in the building. I love you and miss you so much. Um, so, oh, <laughs> I love building community on the chat. Y'all keep chopping it up, yo. Keep chopping it up. Um, hey, Sister Tony, good to see you, baby. I'm glad you're here. So this vaccine, right? We have two. We have one from Pfizer and one from, it starts with an M. It just escaped me. I don't care. It's not the point. So there are two vaccines, right? So now we, we're concerned with, do we then, one, do we take the vaccine, whoever we is, um, but encompassing all who we is, including or particularly or especially the, the black diaspora who has um, have who have not benefited from moments like this. Um, so the vaccine that was approved very quickly, this is the same and it's a FDA approved, but this is the same FDA that approves, you know, eating red meat, eating eggs, drinking dairy, blah, 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 until you're diagnosed with cancer or some other disease, and then they want to tell you to change your diet, right? Because this is not good for you. This is not good for you. This is not good for a healthy person, let alone someone with cancer. But the FDA approves things that are not necessarily good for you. Let me go to the chat for a second, because Darlene said, I lost my 87-year-old aunt last week to COVID. My son says, um, oh, I have COVID anxiety. I'm not taking either vaccine. I will wait to see what Johnson & Johnson has going on when they come out. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's, you know, we're here to think. We're here to be thought provokers. I'm not here to tell you what to do, what not to do. Sharing information, basic information, getting information from, from the community that, that signs on and, and, and dialogues with me. Um, and Maura says um, she's going to take the vaccine and go for it. There, 
I, I was on a clinical trial and some people looked at me like, what are you kidding me? And other so we, so to my point, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do to take care of ourselves. No one knows us better than ourselves. And if we don't know ourselves, we should take an opportunity to get to know ourselves, which is why we open up this oper- this moment, this broadcast, this community building with knowing yourself, knowing how your body feels, knowing how your body responds, knowing what your body is telling you, listening to your heart, feeling your soul. What is your mind telling you? And then going to the feelings, you know, do you get chills down your spine when you talk about a certain thing or talking to uh, making a decision to take the vaccine or do you get a pain in your side or you get a headache thinking about it or your anxiety goes up. Those are things we pay attention to. And then when we make a decision, we make a decision, we make a decision unapologetically. But what we want to do is make an informed decision. We're going to make an informed decision. Tammy says she's going to take the vaccine because her brother is immune compromised and she is his caretaker. Um, Maria says, I am taking it because it is a vaccine that does not contain. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is a different, this vaccine does not include or contain dead COVID-19. Like they not, they're not putting the flu in you to build up an immune to the flu. So it's the same, like with COVID, they don't have stuff there um, to put in your body that's COVID related. Thank you for that. Come on, y'all talk it up for real. Cause we got some life decisions to make here. <laughs> you know, we have some life decisions to make. So um, when we make those decisions, we just want to make informed decisions. And you know your body, you know your family, you know what you have been through, you know what you need. My diagnosis, HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer, looks differently from somebody else who has HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer. I am here today, and my friend Amy is not. It's going to look different, beloved, but the key, the common denominator is making sure that we make informed decisions, factually based, informed decisions. Not only should we do that with making a decision to take the, to take the vaccine or not, take part in a clinical trial or not or reach out to beloved community that doesn't necessarily um, look like me or talk like me or have the same experiences that I have. The common is informed decision. You are a human being, beloved, built by the divine to be a co-creator, to be a thought provoker, to be brilliant, to do what it is that you need to do to survive so that your other, so your beloveds can survive. I am because you are. We don't survive in a bubble. We survive in community. Healing happens in community. So having the courage, Maria, to, and, and, and um, Darlene to say, or Tamika, to say what you are going to do unapologetically, that's beautiful. 
that's building community, that's building that trust that I talked about earlier or that lack of trust, right? Now, here we are experiencing what trust could look like in sharing information in community, being informed. So we make these informed decisions, even in the unknown. I had to make an informed decision to be on that clinical trial because my other option was to go back in for surgery, to remove more parts of my body, and then be further debilitated on the left side of my body. And there was no guarantee that the cancer was not going to come back. I wasn't going to go back and do the same thing that didn't work the first time. The treatment that I was on was supposed to be 98% effective. I fell into 2%. (laughs) Beloved. So I had to make an informed decision based on me and my experience and what my body, my spirit, my family was telling me what was happening during my prayer time. It's the same thing with this vaccine. Oh, Maria, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I don't go by word of mouth. That's another thing, Darlene. Thank you very much. Word of mouth is good when you're building community and you're sharing sound information. But when you're sharing information that it doesn't have any foundation or substance or truth to it, that, that's, that's, that's detrimental to community. But on the flip side of that, where do we go and who do we trust? So we have to step out there and look at different voices and listen to different voices and see what the commonality is so we know what decisions to make, right, Darlene? We can't just go by word on the street. Some things we listen to word on the street. Is that restaurant good? Word on the street says, no, I'm not going. (laughs) But when we're talking about a vaccine, word on the street may not be the best thing for us to listen. It might affirm some things. It might affirm some things. But unfortunately, it may not actually be the deciding factor. Um, Jill says, oh, okay, okay. Tamika, uh, I love and respect you immensely. Got to bounce. <laughs> love you, Nancy Rosas. So it's 2.30. So what we talked about today was about building trust so we could build community, building that unconditional positive regard, building compassion, building communication, using our voice to speak to power, to be co-creatives. We also talked about the vaccine and how sometimes we have to make tough decisions, whether it is to take the vaccine or not take the vaccine. Um, Moria is sharing some information here about the vaccine. Let's keep sharing. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep doing what we need to do in community. Let's keep protecting ourselves. Let's keep speaking up for ourselves. Let us pray for this nation. For tomorrow is the day, the day where I feel like freedom is coming. And yet there are more um, the uh, security, armed forces, military, Terry, there's more people there than there is in Iraq and Afghanistan and somewhere else collectively. That concerns me. So I hope that everyone will stay safe. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, take care of you. Let us continue to build community together. 
That's how we're going to get through this. That's how we're going to rise above it because that which tried to kill me has tried and tried and tried and tried and has failed. Thank you, Lucille Clifton. I want to leave you with another quote from Audre Lorde. Our vision our visions begin with our desires. So knowing who we are and desiring what's best for not only ourselves, but for our community, then our visions and our dreams begin to manifest and we begin to become the people that we want to be. We can build a nation that we want to be, a nation that has never been. This nation has never been what the Declaration of Independence says. This nation has never been what its laws says. Then this nation has never ascribed to any of that. It looks good on paper, but it was not meant for us. It was not written for us. And when I say us, I am talking about black and indigenous people of color. Please let me leave you with this. The reason why we separate black indigenous people of color, we don't just say people of color because oftentimes in research, and y'all know I'm immensely in research right now with my dissertation, oftentimes in research and in the world, when you say people of color, indigenous first nation people and black people are excluded from that people of color group. So we have to separate that to identify it, not to that which that separates us, but what brings us together so we know exactly who we're talking about, because we got to face it to fix it. So if I am talking about disparities in the Black community, I need to say that. If I am talking about the mistreatment and how vaccines are not getting to our Indigenous First Nation communities, we got to talk about that. If I'm talking about people of color and talking about unemployment or job opportunities or immigrate, we got to talk about that. So we got to specifically name those folks because we name it and we face it and we fix it. I love you, Kim Reese. I'm so glad you are on here. I love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I will see y'all next Tuesday for another dialogue with Tuesdays with Tawana. I'm Tawana, your host, your curator, just here to build community one broadcast at a time. Yes, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all for sure forever, for life. Love you to life.